This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. On today's show, we're getting curious. I got burning questions and I need answers. And also getting serious. Do not edit this. A lot of people knew. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend, Friday, January 28th through Sunday, January 30th. We're counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. CSI Vegas's resident medical examiner is hanging up his gloves. Mel Rodriguez, who portrayed chief medical examiner Hugo Ramirez in the debut season of the sequel series, will exit the CBS drama as a series regular ahead of the forthcoming second season. Rodriguez's departure comes a few days after his co-stars and franchise veterans Georgia Fox and William Peterson announced their exits earlier this week. The nation's top director singled out the five artists as the best filmmakers of the year when the Directors Guild of America announced its annual list of nominations, including a massive sweep for HBO's Succession, which nabbed all five slots in the drama category. Nominees in the TV category are Ted Lasso, which took three slots, Hacks, and The White Lotus. On the film side, Hollywood icon Steven Spielberg scored his 12th competitive DGA nomination for his work on 2021's West Side Story, while The Power of the Dog's Jane Campion continued a historic sweep for female DGA nominees one year after two women, Chloe Zhao and Emerald Fennell, made headlines as the first female pair to be nominated by the Guild in the same year. Spielberg and Campion are competing against Dune's Denis Villeneuve, Licorice Pizza's Paul Thomas Anderson, and Kenneth Branagh, the actor-director whose historical drama Belfast remains one of the top contenders for Best Picture at the Oscars. You can see the full list of nominees at EW.com. And Morgan Stevens, a television actor who appeared on Fame, Melrose Place, and other popular series, has died. He was 70. Citing police sources, TMZ reported that Stevens was found dead in his home Wednesday during a wellness check conducted after his neighbors hadn't seen or heard from him in a few days. Foul play is not suspected, and Stevens most likely died of natural causes. Stevens made his television debut with two episodes of Norman Lear's One Day at a Time in 1979, but his breakout came playing Paul Northridge on The Waltons and in three subsequent reunion films. Stevens was best known for portraying teacher David Reardon on two seasons of fame. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. All right, we are on the case of this weekend's top five picks, starting with number five, The Aftermath, a new comedic murder mystery from 21 Jump Street directors Phil Lord and Chris Miller. The series begins in the aftermath of a high school reunion as pop star Xavier, played by Dave Franco, is killed during the after party at his mansion. Detective Danner, played by Tiffany Haddish, then begins interviewing the party guest to determine who the murderer is. The twist? 
Each person's account of the night is presented in a different genre style, from a rom-com to an action movie, even a musical. Here's a preview. This is a murder. This is a murder. What? Any one of you could be the murderer. And I want to hear your story. The same thing could happen, but you see it in a different way. I want to hear your mind moving. Did you see her hair? It looks like she made out with a tornado. tornado. It's just Jewish hair. So much volume. My goal is to find out who killed Xavier. Now, you all went to your high school reunion for what? Second chances at life? Love? Something else? I would just love it if you could just skip to the part where the murder happened. I'm telling you a story here. I'm building character arcs, dynamics. That cast you just heard there also includes Sam Richardson, Ben Schwartz, Alana Glazer, and more as Xavier's former classmates, who, in classic Agatha Christie fashion, all had a reason to hate him. It makes for a great ensemble piece. Here are Lord and Miller, who recently spoke to EW's Tyler Aquilina about the joys of working with their cast. They're all such great actors and improvisers, and you get a real sense that people are playing mm -hmm. with one another, and it's really lovely to see. Yeah. Um, and they all, <clears throat> you know, everybody, the actors and the, and the filmmaking team drew these really specific people together and um, you know they all have their quirks it's true and everybody you can tell how much fun everybody's having when you watch the show the chemistry between these characters was really exciting and the great thing about hiring people who are really funny really smart and filmmakers in their own right mm. is that they added so much uh to the show um it's really hard as an actor to be like, okay, I'm this character, but I act slightly differently in every episode because it's a different film genre mm. that's being told from a different person's perspective. So I'm the person that they think I am. And then how to do different shades of behavior and intentionality. But all of them were really up for the task and the work they did was both hilarious and subtle. So mm. we were really impressed. Hopefully, you will be too. You can stream the first three episodes of The After Party on Apple TV Plus right now. A quick detour from today's picks because Lord and Miller had quite a lot to say when we asked them one other question What you watching? Just finished Succession last night. It was enjoyable. They, they definitely know what they're doing over there on that one. I want to wait. Uh, really annoying. I know. <laughs> I was like, I actually, I was alone in bed. Irene was asleep and I just sighed audibly. Like, I'm going to have to <laughs> wait so long. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've really, it's, I've really been catching up on the other two. Oh, yeah. And really loving wonderful. The, the relationship in that show and the way that um, its representation like isn't homework. It's just like a, it, it allows you to enjoy a whole dimension of uh, comedy and situations that you wouldn't get to otherwise. I've watching been watching The Great. Uh, Tony McNamara is a genius, and The Great is a true delight, uh, and I can't recommend it enough. 
<laughs> yeah. And Criterion Channel, always in heavy rotation. I don't know if it's still on there, but I watched a movie called Joint Security Area this year that I flip and loved and can't recommend enough. And, and on the movie side, there's also an anime called Ongaku. It's, the English title is Our Sound. That is the funniest thing I've seen in a really long time. That is quite a lineup of picks right there. Our Sound and Joint Security Area are available to rent or buy on digital platforms. And Joint Security Area is also streaming on Tubi. That movie is, by the way, truly a wild ride. As for TV, you can find Succession and the other two streaming on HBO Max and the great streaming on Hulu. Okay, honey, we're getting inquisitive for our number four pick, Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. One part of the Fab Five from Netflix's Queer Eye now has his own show on the streamer. The series, which is inspired by his hit podcast of the same name, follows Van Ness as he takes a deep dive into subjects he wants to learn more about. Viewers can expect exploration of everything from the body's dependency on snacks to the act of incorporating insects into food to why people wear wigs. Van Ess even shows off some of his figure skating skills and gets a visit from his idol, Olympic figure skater Michelle Kwan. Here's a preview. Hi, I'm Jonathan Van Ness. Ah, I got burning questions and I need answers. Why is hair so major? Am I dependent on snacks? Are bugs gorgeous or gross? If you want to let her walk on your hand, that's fine. My private parts are tingling with fear just <laughs> thinking about that feeling. I've never done a single axle before. Wow, that was really good. Are wigs about just wanting to be something different? It's about the ultimate self-expression. Oh, we're trying to think of ways to reimagine food. We really hooked up the crickets on that one. <laughs> I'm going to be embarking on a new journey of learning more. When you eat a bunch of sugar, your brain has changed. Of opening my mind, learning new perspectives. We represent being able to create a life that's outside of what we've been told that you should be. And I've got a lot to learn. Fashion can invite someone to relove themselves. You look divine. Hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. let's go. Well, Van S sat down with EW for our Bold School series and spoke about when he's felt most empowered, his role models growing up, and how asking questions and getting curious leads to confidence. Here is Van S sharing his tips on how to gain that confidence and keep it. I think the unifying theme in coming to a place of like self-confidence or self-acceptance in, in presenting as you want to present in the world, when we see each other, when we meet each other, when you see other people in the world and you're like, oh my gosh, me too. Like I, when you see yourself in other people, that's a really important experience. And I think that stepping into your, your identity, it can be really scary and it can be, it can feel really overwhelming. And I think what's really what is so unifying about that experience is, is that knowing that everyone has that experience. This isn't a road that no one's walked through before and actually our community is so large and is so thriving and is so beautiful and so diverse. It's as diverse as there are people in the world. Um, and that is so beautiful that we're not isolated and actually learning that these systems are meant to separate us and that we were meant to be our beautiful selves. And, and I think also just knowing that like, it's okay if you feel scared, it's okay if you feel not ready. That's also part of the journey and that's also part of the process. So trying to not put pressure on yourself I think is also really key and really important uh, in terms of staying confident. 
Vanessa says it's time to embrace your journey of self-acceptance and ask some hard-hitting questions along the way. Noted. Great advice. Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness is streaming on Netflix now. Okay, maybe grab a glass of wine, perhaps even some water, because our number three pick is quite a mouthful. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. And hopefully I only have to say that once. Kristen Bell stars in Netflix's affectionate spoof of literary thrillers like, say, Netflix's own The Woman in the Window. Bell plays Anna, a heartbroken woman who spends every day staring out of her window, glass of wine in hand, watching life go by without her, and also watching her neighbors. Things take a brighter turn when a hot widower and his daughter move in across the street, but then a darker turn when Anna witnesses a murder in their home. Or does she? Here's a preview. I saw They said you saw a murder. She is bad crazy. I'm not crazy. <laughs> Someone's gotta believe me. And she has a serious drinking problem. No, okay. Get that knife out of my face! Can you stop telling people that I have a drinking problem? You know, I used to feel bad for you. But I do not feel bad for you anymore, and I will not pray for you anymore. Carol! Well, if they won't be the detectives, then I will. Do you mind if I ask you a few questions? You a reporter? Yes. Then why aren't you recording this? So this show walks a very tricky line between embracing its genre and satirizing it. And Bell told EW that she hopes viewers find the show's thriller aspects as engaging as the comedy. Here's the actress on why she thinks the show will make an enjoyable binge. Well, the first thing I'd say is because it is unlike anything you've ever seen before. It really is the first of its kind um, in the way that Spinal Tap had a take on rock bands and Waiting for Guffman had a take on actors. It is darkly comedic um, and utterly satisfying. I hope people are very uncomfortable when they watch it because they (laughs) don't know whether or not they should be taking it seriously or bursting out laughing. I really want it to be an uncomfortable viewing for audience members. I think that people will devour this show because it's sort of made to be binged. Mm -hmm. Every single scene practically is a cliffhanger, and it it builds suspense like a normal mystery show could, but in increasing absurdity, which hopefully will make you laugh. Well, you can see and binge for yourself all eight episodes of, here we go, The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window are streaming on Netflix now. It's trivia time. Kristen Bell actually went by a different name throughout her youth, a name she drew from a popular musical. Was it Maria, Annie, or Ariel? Stick around for the answer along with our top two picks. What to watch will be right back. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. We are less than a week away from the release of Will Arnett's new comedy mystery show, Murderville, which sees the actor play a goofy homicide detective who partners with celebrities to solve murder cases. But here's the catch. Each episode's guest star 
isn't given a script, and they have to improvise their way through the case. A moment from the trailer, with Arnett's Terry Seattle talking guest star Conan O'Brien through a tight spot, is our soundbite of the week. What's your name? Todd Caring. Name is Todd Caring. Carringtonburg. Carringtonburg. Son. I'm sorry. Todd Carrington Bergson. And Field. So, henceforth, Conan O'Brien shall be known as Todd Carrington Bergson Field. Murderville premieres next Thursday, February 3rd on Netflix. Number two. Now, we need to talk about our number two pick, the new docuseries, we need to talk about Cosby. Directed by comedian W. Kamau Bell, the four-part series takes an in-depth look at the life and career of Bill Cosby, addressing both his decades of success and the dozens of sexual assaults he allegedly perpetrated during that time. The series engages in a complex conversation weighing Cosby's actions against his legacy and influence through interviews with comedians, journalists, and women who share their most harrowing encounters with Cosby. Along the way, Bell makes the case that Cosby may have been telling us who he really was all along. If only we'd paid attention. Here's a preview. Bill Cosby had been one of my heroes. I'm a black man, stand-up comic, I was born in the 70s. But this? For Bill Cosby. The accusations just keep coming in. This was complicated. How do we talk about Bill Cosby? Uh-uh. It's complex, Kamal, you know? <sighs> Bill Cosby was our teacher. Kind of center of morality all throughout his career. Made my grandmother laugh, made everybody in the house laugh. You can't speak about black America in the 20th century and not talk about Bill Cosby. Thank you. On that set, I saw black writers, black directors. Did you remember what his job was on the show? He was a pediatrician. He was an OBGYN. <gasps> That's right, he delivered babies. Oh my God. You could have been a dentist for crying out loud, but you weren't. It's a difficult conversation, but certainly an essential one. The series offers viewers the chance to reconsider Cosby in a society where rape culture, toxic masculinity, capitalism, and white supremacy are shaping how we reevaluate sex, power, and agency. We Need to Talk About Cosby premieres Sunday at 10 p.m. on Showtime. Our number one pick for this weekend is a story about control. Control of what one icon says and does. It's the two-night special premiere of Janet Jackson. Five years in the making, this Lifetime documentary event is a revealing account of the global pop star's life and legacy. Janet herself, along with plenty of famous friends and family, Samuel L. Jackson, Mariah Carey, Paula Abdul, just to name a few, recount how the artist went from humble beginnings in Gary, Indiana, to becoming a legend, a warrior, and the blueprint for artists to come. Janet has been known to be a very private person, but after years of media scrutiny, she's addressing everything from the allegations against her brother Michael to her infamous Super Bowl halftime performance. Here's a preview. There's a great deal of scrutiny that comes with having that last name. We're trying to follow He's up a no, big album. No, I'm sick of this. I don't need this. I'm going home. Renee, do you want me to cut it? Did the allegations affect you career-wise? Yeah. 
guilty by association. Guess that's what they call it, right? They build you up, and then once you get there, they're so quick to tear you down. Justin and his team have been trying to contact us about you doing the Super Bowl. I want you to stand and welcome Miss Janet Jackson. Janet will never quit. Well, when Janet was asked why she wanted to do this documentary, she replied, quote, it's just something that needs to be done. You can catch never-before-seen footage of the record-breaking musician as she navigates fame, motherhood, family life, and a misogynistic music industry in Janet Jackson, which airs on Lifetime and A&E tonight and tomorrow at 8 p.m. And finally this weekend, the answer to our trivia question. Kristen Bell went by what name throughout her youth, which was drawn from a popular musical? Maria, Annie, or Ariel? If you didn't get this one, there's always um, tomorrow. The answer is Annie. Bell explained the whole story on Jimmy Kimmel Live back in 2015. Have a listen. I hated the name Kristen when I was little. When I was about three and a half, I, I said, no more. You will call me Smurfette or nothing at all. <laughs> and my parents were like, well, we'll see. And then there was a couple weeks where I didn't answer to anything else, which is dangerous when you have a child on the playground and you say, Kristen, come here, and nobody runs to you. <laughs> so they sat me down and said, this isn't going to fly. And I said, fair enough. My name is now Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, I don't, that's not going to work. And so it was a negotiation, and we settled. Annie had come out, the movie. In yeah. the early 80s, we settled on Annie, and I was called Annie by my whole family till I was 16. Not gonna lie, good thing her parents took a stand right there, because can you imagine Veronica Mars starring Smurfette Belle? That's our show for this weekend. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. What to Watch. This episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina and Callie Shep. Edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal.